It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to the Sick Podcast, Recruits Draftcast. Folks, you've been waiting for this one, and so have we. We have head coach of the Arizona Coyotes, Andre Tourigny, joining us in just a moment. We got a lot to talk about, obviously. The Yotes are having a heck of a season right now on the cusp of a playoff spot. We got to talk about that. And Andre is, is a Hockey Canada legend right at this point. Uh, his involvement with the World Juniors is unparalleled, and obviously... He just brought back gold with the World Championship, so we'll be talking about that and much more starting right now. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Recruits Draftcast. And with the first overall selection in the 2023 NHL Draft, the Chicago Blackhawks are very proud to select from the Regina Pats, the Western Hockey League... Connor Bedard, the sickest NHL draft and scouting podcast. It's going to be sick. All right. I am your host, producer Shane, joined by the fantastic Grant McCagg. Grant, are you ex- as excited as I am? Yeah. Well, if I'm fantastic, you better. I don't know what you're going to use to describe the, our guest, but it's going to take well, too long. Yeah. Not yet, not That's it. That's it. <laughs> so why don't we bring him in? Head coach of the Arizona Coyotes, Mr. Andre Tourini. Coach, how we doing? Very good. What about you, gentlemen? Top shape, top shape. Happy yeah. to have you. Thanks for taking the time. Means a lot to us. Uh listen, yeah. The 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 played yesterday. Obviously, a tough game against you know the the uh finalists, right? The the Florida Panthers. Uh, but again, you guys hang, hung on to it. Uh, a few, a few, few weeks back there, you played Colorado and that, you know, man, that was an exciting game. Five goal comeback against one of the best teams in the league. Listen, this team is on pace for 91 points right now. The best season since you've taken over, right? This is your third season at the helm. Um, so can you walk us through the progression of, of your team? Like obviously you've getting, you've been getting players and developing players. So how how has your approach been so far this season uh, yeah. compared to the others? Well, I think it's it's we're in a different spot than we were to the last two years. I think when uh, when we started here, uh, Billy was the second year, was my first year. The mandate was to start a rebuild. So we start at that moment. If you remember, we had the, the Phil Kessel, Oliver Rickman, Larson, Christian Borak, and on and on and on. And we we start to uh, trade most of those guys for picks, and 
really taking the long road because we did not speed up by getting prospect or player of 21, 22 years old or, or so on and so forth. We really went with the draft. So we had a, a small core player already in the organization. We had uh, Keller and Schmaltz and Chikrim mm -hmm. uh, inside the uh, Kraus, inside the, organ the, the team. And we had uh, Michelli in the minor. So that's basically what we had. And then we draft the the Gunter and the Mosher in the first year, and and now we have Doan, uh, who will come from that draft uh, at some point, and others. But uh, Carcone made his way, and we mm -hmm. had a, a few guys who made their way, and uh, we we've been patient and actually made a good uh, claim on on Ingram, a good claim on uh, on uh, Valimaki. Those guys had to our core, but. Long story short, we uh, we we started really uh, a deep a deep rebuild two years ago. So the first two years was the plan was really clear by the organization, by Bill, myself. It was accumulating assets mm -hmm. and building a culture, a way to do things, a competitiveness level, uh, a structure where uh, we did not we do the plan was to have that structure when we will. Uh, have the the talent level. We did not want to say, "Hey, okay, that's the way we play now." But at some point, okay, we become more talented. We will change things. No, we, and I'm not talking about system. I'm talking about uh, the way we practice, the way we we go about our individual development, the way we work on our uh, in the gym, the way we work on our uh, skill session, and so on and so forth. Those those kind of things did not change from two years ago from this year. Now we knew that the year three, the goal was to surround our young player who are coming, the the Kool-Aid and yeah. other guys who are coming through surround surround them by other good players. So uh, it started with Sean uh, Dersey, a trade for Sean Dersey, who bring another young guy who had to that core, but bringing guys uh, like Stetcher and Boogie back, Bukestad back, adding to that the Kerfoot and the Zucker. So now we we. We end up uh, having a team with way more depth. Down, down the road, we had guys like Jack McBain as well in the trade where we, we give up a pick to 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 get a, a Jack McBain. So now we we arrive with a good mix of young player who been, I will say, young veteran who been through uh, the trenches, really good young player, and other young player who arrived from trade, like I said, McBain and and Dursey and the, the, the Ingram and the Velimaki. And at that, we had good veterans like Zucker and Carfoot and those guys. So that was the plan. And I, I think so far, we we were hoping to make a step this year. We were hoping uh, the terminology we use all the time is to play meaningful game. We say we want to be in the situation where we play meaningful game, where at the end of the game, we're not just, if we lose, we're not just mad because we lose. We're mad because that game meant a lot. It's a two-point we need, and it's a kind of a – it's an outside pressure because we all have the pressure of being so competitive. You want to win. You know, you play a ping-pong game against your brother, and you, 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 want, to, you want to beat him so bad that if you lose, you, 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 you lost your temper. So it's yeah. – <laughs> that's competitiveness, you know. But yeah. adding that external competition of playing meaningful game and now having – in a sense, having to win. We need to win. I think that's just one of our goals this year. And uh, right now we're on pace to do it. But it's same thing in life everywhere. Like you, 
you never satisfy. Now we want more. Now we want to get get it done. That's it. That's it. I mean, right now you're only fifth in in the central behind the Nashville Predators, but you have two games in hand. So th the playoffs are there. Like you you can you can say it, you can dream it, you you can believe it. And so you know, where that leads me is Mullet Arena, right? Like that is a place where I I just I need to go see a game there one day. It's such a unique environment. Yeah. And having a playoff game there must has to be something special. Yeah. I can't wait to see that happen. But I'm curious for you how it is coaching in that environment. Like it's so it's so private, you know. Yeah. But again, it's it's like it's amplified. It feels like it's it feels <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, I think you you said it perfectly. That's exactly what it is. And you know, I have friends from Quebec or Montreal who come, come to see our game, and they have. A, they have a different idea. They think, oh, it's a small building. It won't be the same. And when they are the game, after the game, they're all kind of, wow, that's that's amazing. The atmosphere, yeah. the, the, there's emotion and everything. I remind, remember when I was in junior, you know, we're playing in the Calzee Pepsi in Quebec. There were 10,000 people, but the building could hold 14. It, yeah. it was cool. But when yeah. we were in Rwandan, it was a 2,800 seat and there were 3,000 at uh, 3,200 in the building, that was un <laughs> unbelievable. You felt yeah. they were all in the A's. They were all pushing. The yeah. There was so much emotion. They, they were on top of the game. So it, it was more intimidating in uh, at uh, the Ham Goal Arena than it was in the Cozy uh, Pepsi. But they were a huge difference in the crowd. But it's just <laughs> the people in the house who make the difference. And when it's really tight like that, having that said, we all know we need a new, a new building, and we need to to have the revenue who go with NHL team. <laughs> we're not we're not hiding ourselves from that. But uh, for the player and the coaches, the atmosphere and the ambience at the at the mall, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I could bet. I could bet. Grant, uh, take it away. Yeah. I know you got a lot of burning questions there. <laughs> so speaking of Phoenix, I guess you you, you must have spent Christmas uh, in Phoenix then. Yeah, yeah, my you were. You were playing at home. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Did you uh, have uh, White Christmas on repeat, or you, are you used to? <laughs> no, I'm used, used to have no, the, third, the third one, so I'm uh, I'm used to that. no no snow at Christmas, but it's it's a pretty uh, pretty good spot to live. I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> How many of the uh, Tournier clan were uh, were in Phoenix? All my kids, my uh, GP Felix and uh, Leah, were where would be with Melanie, so. Uh, all okay. the crew here, so that I was lucky in that sense. They flew back on the twenty sixth. Those are okay. my parents, their parents, and all of it. But I uh, had all my kids and my wife with me. Nice. Right on. We uh, well, I mean, it's World Junior time, right? So we're gonna kind of focus on that a bit. But I had a look, uh, um, and we're gonna bring up a graphic here of uh, all of the times that you've coached for. Uh, Hockey Canada, <laughs> um, sixteen times, Andre. Uh, There's a mean, lot. St starting in 0607 Canada yeah. Winter Games, exactly. Uh, All Star Challenge. You did a few of those. Yeah. Um, you know, then your first Olenka, uh as an assistant coach in 0809. Um, I mean, you go down that list. That's uh, uh, it, it, it's a miracle you're still married, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a saint. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good for the list there. But um, hey, you, you, you can tell. You can tell by that list that you, you um, one Greg uh, uh, yeah. 
grant by that. If you look the dates, my second uh, oh. Canada Winter Game. It's, Put it back up. It's it's on February and uh, February and March 2003. My daughter is born on oh. uh, February 28, 2003. So I was at the, there was the starting uh, face off oh. at the semifinal against Ontario. She's born at oh, one. Oh wow! Exactly. So, so I wasn't there. So I'm not. It's so, not a bright moment. I'm just saying mm. when you say about my wife. There, there's a background story on that. <laughs> I wasn't there in the sense of uh, my 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 work was due three weeks later, and that's we we took decision at the at the time. I was just a young coach starting, and she told me, "No, I you have to go. It's a great experience, and and go and uh, the way it happened. Uh, Leah was a little bit uh, ahead of her, her time, so it happened during the and I wasn't. <laughs> Campbellton, New Brunswick. I had no time oh. to, to get back home, so that's just the way it happens. So, but when you talk about how much my wife should take, should have credit. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, and sorry, was that 03 or thirteen? Oh three, oh three. So uh, that wasn't even on that list there. So seventeen mm. times. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so you you coached at three Canada Winter Games. Two. I coached in seven. Oh, two. And, okay. And okay. Seven. The okay. The so old three and then a coach in the seven. You must look like, uh, I mean, I started going through some of the rosters and there's got to be 50 plus NHLers that you coached at, at some point or another, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, at least 50 for sure. I have. Yeah. It might be close to 100. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> there's a lot. So I'm Bill, 15 guys per team, basically. Uh, they're an NHLer. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Bill must, you must, uh, Bill must pick your brain a lot when it comes to player evaluation and stuff because you, you know, you coach so many of these guys, right? Yeah, I coach. You have to make a trade. Yeah, I know. I know that. I know a lot about them. I know their family. Yeah. I know their brothers, their sisters. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, I know a lot about those guys, not just as a player, because a player will, you know, will progress or will not. You you get better. Or you get worse, you know what I mean. So at some point, the guy I saw five years ago, it's like I always say, the draft is one day. You're you get draft on June twenty fourth, uh, two thousand nineteen. Well, you're not the same player than the day of your draft. The draft maybe you were the twentieth best player in the world. Now you may be the fifth, or you may be the hundredth. You know, yeah. it, it, the draft is. Only one day. It's, that's because the player they get better, or they get worse. So, for uh, when we talk about player evaluation, I cannot say, "Hey, this guy, that's what he is." Example: I had, when I was when I started for Hockey Canada, I was at the U18 in Dallas, and we had players there: the Stankoven and the the um, Roulette and the Shane Wright. Well, they're not the same player than they were then. You know, some are better, some are worse. So. I think I cannot follow the progression of those guys. But if you talk to me about what kind of kid, what kind of character, what kind of work I think he has, that I know. Yeah. it. You know, when a player doesn't develop, like I say, somebody or it's picked in the top 10 or whatever, and he doesn't pan out, he doesn't meet expectations, the, the organization, the coaches – the player development and in particular the scouts usually get blamed for that player not 
developing and not very often the player actually takes some of the blame you know i mean that <laughs> they have to do the work you can tell them to do it but it, it's a big question of uh personality character how much you want it you know they, there's it's it, it's not a straight line race to get to to make it to get better you really must want it and you need to you know the sacrifice of some some athlete do it's not everybody who can do that i have to be honest i don't know as an athlete when i was young if i will have been able to do all the sacrifice of clayton keller does mm. yeah spending three four times a day with uh, a yoga here a therapist <laughs> there this and that and a nutritionist to tell him what to eat when to eat and how much to eat and everything i'm not sure i have that discipline to be honest I, yeah I like to work, but I have I like to work in my field of expertise. I don't know if I, I could do that. I, I'm not saying I will not. I will give a shot at it for sure. But how much yeah. I will stay with it for ten years, fifteen years? It it it's an achievement just by itself. You know, you you look at Brendan Gallagher's career and everything he, he's going through and everything. People say, "Oh yeah, he's he's well paid." It's not. There's nothing that doesn't give us. That doesn't give you the the motivation. Okay, it's it's good, but you still have to give him credit for the effort he does on a daily basis to stay at that level oh. with the pace he plays and all of it. So, so I think it's uh, Brendan Gallagher's fourth, fifth round pick. I think it's fifth round pick. You know, there's a lot of guys who were better than him then, who because of the way he prepared, the way he trained, the way his determination. There's a lot of guys before him who were not willing to pay that price who were not willing to make all those yeah. sacrifices who were not willing to, to get a shot in the face and be back on the next shift some guys uh, then they would, did not want to go to that anymore and it's just yeah. human and can we blame them i don't know but one thing is sure we have to give credit to the guy who really dug it uh, dig in and keep going and work mm -hmm. hard and sacrifice off ice and on ice to, to to achieve what he achieved. So it's tough to predict who yeah. will really stay with him when he will be, get punched in the face. When you <laughs> get punched in the face, you need to keep moving forward. It's not the yeah. same. Giving punch, it's pretty easy. Receiving <laughs> it, whoop, that's another thing. It's and it's Every, the same thing. It's, you know, like, like Tyson once said, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Right? Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. And, you know, it, it's the same thing for, for a player. I did that yeah. exercise every year when I was in junior grand. I was at Chris, a little bit after Christmas, after the trade deadline, I was taking the list of the, the last, last year, the top 30 scorer in the league. And I was taking all in the 30, all the the 19 and 20 years old who are now in the AHL. So we all talk about junior player were 90.85 to 90 point plus guy. Okay. Now they're playing AHL or NHL. There's an elite group. And I was calling them the world junior player. There is the, the example, if you look at this year, the Stan Coven who played in the AHL, the, the Dylan Gunter, the whatever who was in the World Junior last year, who now play in the HL. Those guys, they make point in the HL. They're a good player. They're most of them, I will say. Right. Most of them. And I was thinking all the other guys, 
and I was showing at our guys who were an 80 point guy right now at or as a 20 years old or 19 years old I was saying I was saying next year when you will play HL after 30 game you will have one goal and three assists exactly like this guy who has under 20 points in the league last year and they're all oh. you know <laughs> this guy doesn't play power play anymore he, right he, he doesn't play with the best player he's playing on the fourth line he needs yeah. to block shot he needs to bad check he needs yeah. to be his chef are not 40 uh, 50 55 seconds now he's on the ice for 30 seconds at a time and he needs to change because the big boy are coming he doesn't take face off in the old zone anymore it's all this face off on neutral zone or in d zone there's no more yeah. because the big boy you're taking it so that's you next year and they all kind of oh no oh yeah that's, <laughs> that's that's exactly what will happen so now you think oh i'm an elite junior player in next year no next year you're you're back in you're back in the grind johnny and you will yeah. have to make your way up you will have to you will be scratch you will miss game mm -hmm. you will be bark out by the coach in practice you will struggle to play in the structure because it will be a brand new structure and if you're not in the structure by that much the coach will give it to you which now as an overage you're making two points a game you have a free pass in the mulligan every game that, <laughs> that's that's done you won't have your mulligan anymore next year when you will play and that's a big shock so now when that happened we talk about development who will keep going yeah who will keep going that, that that's the question that that's yeah. the punch in the face we're talking about okay now what? we'll get punched in the face who keeps going <laughs> yeah. who yeah. keeps going and you look at it like example uh maverick bork his first year in the hl just okay he kept going he got punched in the face he mm -hmm. kept going and look at him this year it's fantastic there's other guy like that you can name plenty of those guys that's yeah that's a that's a difference if you so, so if at the draft we could know who will keep going when we got punched in the face <laughs> what will be much better scout yeah <laughs> yeah that whole time that you're making that conversation the one the, there was a player in, in my head that i was thinking of guy carbono yeah right yeah, exactly he was 160 point scorer yeah, exactly. Uh, he wasn't going to be top two center in Montreal. Yeah, he had to he had to diversify his game and uh, exactly. And there, there, there's the, a lot of those guys are offensive defensemen in junior. They play power play, and that's when this, their season as a 19 years old over each end. That's the last power play shift he made in his life. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. will not play power play in the AHL. Neither, if he makes the NHL, will not play power play anymore. That's yeah. just a, just just a reality. So how will you adapt to that? You know, yeah. the, I, I because I met a lot of my former player, and they always say, to me, "Oh, I did not, I did not have my chance. They didn't give me a chance." <laughs> That's not the way it is. That's it's you need to earn your opportunity, and when you get punched in the face, you need to keep going and keep going, and then maybe you will earn an opportunity and like i said to every time i was junior I was meeting with parents there's no such thing than having a chance yeah it's having an opportunity hmm. chance, there's no luck in it there's no luck. yeah you need to earn an opportunity and when you have an opportunity don't miss it because you don't know when there will be the next one so yeah that's part of the development i i was looking uh you've you've coached a lot of former habs and uh current Habs and uh Louis LeBlanc. I remember 
Um, when I first got into scouting with McKean's, it was 07 or so, but I got to, you know, I used to call you up, uh, you were GM and you were yeah. so, you know, you were great to talk to you and Guy Boucher both. But I remember in LeBlanc's draft year and, you know, talked about how competitive he was and that that was what was going to, you know, make him a good NHL player. And, um, I mean, Montreal picked him, you know, sure. There was some pressure to pick the, yeah. the French Canadian, right? Yeah. Montreal, the draft was in Montreal, but I mean, even I remember Bob McKenzie saying this could be a steal of the draft. You know, he had him top 14, everything is competitiveness was what everyone talked about. Yeah. So I thought, and everyone thought, you know, this kid would be a gym rat that he'd put on 30 pounds that he yeah. needed to put on that, uh, you know, it didn't turn out that way. Now, oh. for whatever reasons, uh, you know, the organization gets blamed for bringing him to the back to junior. He should have stayed at Harvard or he should have never gone to Harvard or he should have done this or that. But some of it has to be on him, you know? For me, it's all on him, you know. Right. It's, it's, that doesn't mean – okay, if if your route has no roadblock and no challenge, is it normal? Who who has a, a path right. where never had adversity? And right. Super successful. Sure. Uh, Steve Jobs went bankrupt. For Christ's sake, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's yeah. adversity is part of the journey, and yeah. if you cannot go through the adversity, not just survive it, but strive with adversity, but don't blame anybody because you had adversity. Adversity is part of life. It's yeah. not a bad luck. No, it's life. It's just the way it is. I, 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 I was. I think I've been really lucky and been in the right place at the right time throughout my career. But at the same time, did I had adversity? Oh yeah, I did. Did I lose sleep? A lot. Did I, <laughs> did I had to battle through? Yes. I don't say, Hey, achieve a lot. I did not achieve anything yet, but what mm. I had is not, not because I did not have adversity. It's not a race of who's running straight line for the longest without having adversity. That's not what life is. is there's hurdle everywhere, roadblock, and you need to go through and live with it and battle through and keep moving forward. And if uh, I have that discussion a million times when people say, oh, I, I was not lucky, I didn't have my chance, you didn't hurt it. It's not, it, don't blame anybody. Either. That's, that's yeah. And having that said, some has more they have to face more adversity than others. I agree with that. I'm not saying it's not true, but still, it's how you react to adversity. It's, it's not how you fall. It's not how many times you fall. It's how you get up. Yeah. You coached uh, LeBlanc three or four times, like whether it be the, you know, uh, that Super Series or uh, I think Halenka. Yeah. I believe you might have. Team Quebec U17, I yeah. coach him at the Linka, coach him at the World Junior Super Okay, Super. okay. What do you think ended up being his downfall? Well, his, his decision-making process was was a little bit behind. I think he had okay. good skill, 
think he was a competitive player. He had good speed. Uh, never fill up in terms of weight. I agree with that. But it was, uh, I think, his decision-making process was uh, was a little bit better. Okay. I just, uh, you know, the the part that I think he just never, I, you know, we thought that he'd become a gym rat, and he didn't. And, I mean, you can't, can you blame, you can only blame the development coaches and the scouting staff and so much, you know. I mean, uh, everyone that I talked to and I interviewed a lot of people thought that he'd do the work. Don't and blame I, the restaurant because you don't order the right meal. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's for uh, me. I can bring you to the gym. I cannot do the work for you. That's, no, there you that's, go. That's no chance. Yeah, yeah. So did you watch the uh, quarterfinal game against Czechia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I, didn't. Um, I mean... You've been there, right? You, uh, yeah. you, it's easy. you, you got, it's always easy eh? from the outside. It's always easy from the outside Oof. to have an opinion and you should have done this. They should have played him. They should have done whatever. You, you don't know when you're not inside, you don't know. So yeah. You know, a couple of goals go in the first period that maybe, you know, whatever, exactly. you know, um, and it's tough. Like check, check you, blocked uh, i don't know how many shots they played uh, they played kitty by the door they you know they they were tough it was tough to to break what, through and a good goalie and what what happened we're in trouble what happened you know? last year in the quarterfinal do you remember against slovakia yeah yeah it's Same over thing. time it's over time and it's connor better made an unbelievable play in the score and bring the game in overtime and the they score they could have yep. It's the same thing. They could have lost that game, and now we say, "Oh, it's terrible." Yeah, that's Grant. When I when I'm in charge with Hockey Canada, my first meeting is always about that. It's and it was like that last year. The World Championship, we the player and the coaches we met in Budapest, and my first meeting is always about you have no clue how, how tough it is to win at the international level. And I had a few guys, Luchik and other guys. I had four guys. I picked four guys. And said, I want you to say the story who you remember the most about Team Canada. Either you were part of it or something in history where for you, that's what Team Canada is or whatever. And I had Scott Salmon and another guy talk about his best experience as well. And when they finished, I said, Oh, I said the guys, what all those stories have in common? And there's a guy who pick up right away. Every time it's almost a miracle. <laughs> every every time it was yeah, every gold medal I have, and I, I had or I have, I should say, it's it's some I can talk about it for an hour because it's it's yeah, it's unreal, it's mm -hmm. impossible. I won the world championship two years ago. We lost the first three game of the tournament. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We were done. We were, yeah. Then we win the next three. <laughs> and now we're kind of saying, okay, if we win that fourth one, this team has to beat this team, lose this team. We're kind of, oh, it's almost impossible. Then we lost this game in overtime. So now we're kind of, okay, we're done. We're going back at the hotel and, whoa, sorry, guys. Oh, boy. We go back at the hotel and <laughs> this team bit this team and okay now it's 
3-3 at the end of the game, and I don't remember. I think Kazakhstan has to score. Kazakhstan score. <laughs> we're kind of, listen, look, yeah. now we're on paper. We're looking. If that game stay like that, the next two minutes, we're we're making it. Mm. And then we make it against Russia, where they just received Tarasenko, Orlov, Bobrovsky. They, they all have their guy. We're in the, the bubble, and we have nobody's coming. Then Stetcher make the move between his leg and overtime, feed Medjapani back door. We score. Kemper was unbelievable. It, mm -hmm. It's crazy we won yeah. that game. Then we, yeah. the, the U.S. kick our butt during the, the pre-tournament. We played them in the semifinal. For whatever reason, they, they didn't play well. They didn't show up. We beat them. Okay, now we go against Finland. Overtime, we score in a two-on-one, whatever. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable when that tournament and then i when it won the world junior we hit the tsn camera where <laughs> we're already yeah. down at six on four against russia we had the tsn camera yeah, that's right if not we're getting down at six on three against the best power play in the tournament for a full box for a minute 40 and they, they have they if they score on the six on three then they have a chance to score again on the power play yeah. the best power play in the tournament Instead than that, there's no penalty because they had the camera. They throw their yep. stick, they take a penalty, then they take another <laughs> one right away after. We end up being at five on three. <laughs> it's a miracle. It's a miracle. Yeah. It's impossible. And then well, I can go like that. And yeah. All, well, all the story. The other well, I mean, the win, it's a miracle. Those puck over glasses there, There's a, there's been a few moments like that. Uh, Shane, I think, has something... Uh, Something that might jog your memory there. Um, nice little catch. Let's let's take a look at this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you remember this, Andre? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I did. You know, if oh, that yeah. if if you don't catch that I and did. you guys get the puck over glass, do you win the gold that year? You know, uh, maybe not. I, I remember because that's that's at the end of the game. It's four three game, and they have three goal already on the power yeah. play. I'm running the PK. So I'm so nervous. It's it's five four, and I'm kind of I'm just thinking we cannot have another PK because their power play was running over us, and yeah. you know, we didn't get the the PK obviously, and we won the game, and the rest of the story. But even in that that tournament, we lost six nothing against Russia in the the, the the preliminary round. It's the worst loss of in the history of Canada at the World Juniors. And we won the goal. Nobody remember that. But I remember after the game against Russia, you talk about adversity. We lost six nothing against Russia. Our captain Barrett Eaton forgot to take his helmet off during the Russian national anthem. It made a huge bomb. It was an international uh, event and controversy. Alex Lafreniere, uh, Alexis Lafreniere got hurt. Yeah, was out. And we had another guy who bought, uh, had a butthead with someone. I don't remember. But we had a suspension in the same game. When you talk about getting punched in the face, <laughs> we were, oh, boy. We, we got punched in the face pretty hard. Uh, we just kept going. So the Canada lost that game 3-2. They could have won in overtime. They could have won 3-2 and win the tournament. That's how tight is that tournament. Mm -hmm. Now, right there. <laughs> did you did you take a bite out of the puck? Or what, what's going on? No, but, no, but I, I didn't know if I, I didn't want to keep it in my hands because I say if I throw it on the ice, 
the meat thing, it, it hit something. <laughs> so I kept it in my hand, but I was kind of, don't give us a penalty. Don't don't give us a penalty. I got the puck. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. I was nervous. I mean, that, we all know about Tom Brady turning down the contract with uh, with the Expos and going on to become, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback. Did the Expos, uh, when you were a kid, did you get a – did you uh, turn down a contract with the Expos or what? I mean, you got great mitts there on you. Uh, I will have not turned down the contract. <laughs> <laughs> I love the mitts. I love this ball a lot. I will have loved you. I was not just good enough. Were you an Expos fan growing up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can yeah. do the, the lineup, the A to Z from 92 on. I went to, uh, before the line of the shield straight and after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so fun. you you made an exception for the uh, Expos, but not for the Canadians. Hey, eh? you were a Nordic fan. Yes, I right? was a Nordic fan. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I like the controversy. Now the, yes. yeah. <laughs> now the um, getting back to the, the you know last year the best player on Canada was a seventeen year old Bedard. Yep. This year, the best player was a seventeen year old Celebrini. Um, if there's anything that this team seemed to lack, uh, might have been a, a bit of bit more skill. Um, I mean, we always, you know, as Canadians, when we lose, we always come up, try to come up with reasons why, right? I mean, that's it's just natural. But with young players developing so much sooner, it seems like you know. I mean, when we were kids, when I was 17, none of us were NHL ready, right? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? The times have changed. And they're getting more prepared and, and better at a younger age. Um, I, I just question why, you know, like you see last year, Palika, Sandin Palika, as a 17-year-old, was one of Sweden's better defensemen. Dvorsky was one of the better players in the tournament last year at 17 you know, guys that were picked after the top five. There were a couple of kids that I was surprised that weren't at least invited to the camp this year in Dickinson and Lindstrom. I mean, in my mind, they could have used a 6'5 kid that can skate like Lindstrom that, that's got a goal a game in the WHL that's outplaying Danielson this year and a bunch of guys that are, that got picked to the team. But there seems to be this... Well, we can take one 17-year-old and that's it. We can't take two or we can't take more than one, no matter how, if we're lacking a little bit of talent or not, it's one 17-year-old and, you know, doesn't matter if there's uh, three or four that it could at least be invited to camp. And if they're not good enough, fine. You cut them at camp, but you, you, I, for, can you not... No, I disagree with you. I disagree with you. Okay, perfect. I disagree with you. I, okay. I think when there is, there's more invite. Shane Wright and and uh, and Connor Bedard both been invited, right? And both been in the team two years ago. So I think it's it's if there's there, there will be. That's one. Two, I think it's it's still a 19 years old tournament. Who scored a goal and when we won in 2020? Akil Thomas. Akel Thomas was 19 years old. Yeah. Who scored the, 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 the winning goal. And he was a depth player at the time, Akel. And the, the year before was, was his name? Singen Tyler? Uh, not Singen Tyler. Uh, uh, whatever was his name. Um, Sen, 
at number 21, whatever. It's another 19 years old who was not playing a lot. That is mm. A. B, you can say, oh, this guy versus Danielson. Or versus... Okay, that's your evaluation. But I think there's there's a lot of good people who evaluate Plar. And at the end of the day, whoever is the last cut, whoever is the last cut, and whoever make the last cut, the gap yeah. between the last guy invite and the last guy make the camp is that big. And it's the same thing for the Olympic team, for the junior B in Canada, for the national woman team. It's the same. The mm -hmm. last player who made the team and the last player, or the first player, who, the last player who got caught. That's that big. I was coaching my son in Wee Double B, and when we made the team, it was a terrible extremely tough decision to figure it out who was the last yeah. forward make it or not every time as it was with the word junior was the same hey i we cut tyler Sergey, taylor all matt duchene i can name probably 50 nhl player we cut who they're all great player but at that moment for what the team needed no, no i i get that I'm, I'm saying right now i think lindstrom's a better player than danielson i'm not saying oh, well, I think he'll go higher in the draft, so he should be playing there. I think he's playing better than Danielson this year. And, I mean, it's not even close for me. But I've I watched respect, a lot of... And, and Shane Wright was not was not in his draft year last year. So no, it was only before. Bedard that was... It was only, Bedard was the only 17-year-old invited. No, but the Bedard, year before... Uh, Shane Wright wasn't in, didn't play at the World Juniors in his draft year. At the COVID year? Bedard didn't no, there was, there was no World Junior. But they, they were one, they cancel it, but they, they, they started, right? Mm -hmm. No, no, right. But I mean, they didn't, he didn't put like they didn't, you know, yeah. I mean, but my, my point there's never more than one, there's never more than one guy invited. It's like it's, oh, we can only invite one, like at least invite the guys. And if they're not good enough, fine. But I would have a hard time believing that if Lindstrom would have been a cap in Dickinson that they wouldn't have been on the team and that they wouldn't have contributed. And that, I mean, that's my opinion and I get what you're saying, but I just, it, why do you not even invite these guys? I, I will say this, man. If you were making the team, you will have a last cut and you will have someone <laughs> on the podcast somewhere who will say, why the <laughs> hell did this guy not bring this guy? Right. No, no, that's fine. Oh, for me, no, that, right. that's fine. And I don't yeah. know who's the other guy. I just think at some point there's a line who has to be drawn and we need to trust the people who are in charge of the program. And if we don't, they will sure. be replaced. Because well, it, there was there was no there was no head scout this year. So yeah, who's in charge? Who was who was in charge? Peter Somebody was asking me the other day. Peter in a hole. But they didn't have a head scout. Like no, Hockey Canada this year make cuts, I guess. Do you agree that they do you agree with them not having summer camps and not going to the world summer oh. showcase? Does that not put them a step behind the other teams when it comes big to the time. world junior? Big time, but why that happen? Everybody, oh, and here we open a can of worms. Uh, right. well, I will stay away from that, but that's what people want. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. that. I was just saying that that's what people want because. They want they want the the, the how can it put money somewhere else? So that's yeah. what they did. So I just, hang on, I, it's not over. It's not yeah. over. If if we cut in the national program, don't come and lie on the result of the national program uh, and cry about the national 
program result. Right. If we don't, if we don't have the the summer camp and the U18 and the under 17 summer camp and all of it, because we want to put the money elsewhere, it's fine. But live with it. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I I put a little more blame on Hockey Canada than I do on the players or or the coaches uh, for not. Uh, doing as well as I could this year. And I talk about it in, uh, in a podcast earlier today. Um, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I sent you an email about this and I, and you didn't respond and that's fine, but I don't understand why there, the money wasn't there. Even if you support the women's program more like other countries are supporting the women's program and the men's program. Um, like what, how come, these European countries can afford to send teams to the world summer showcase and have a summer camp. And they don't have big, they don't have the world juniors every two years filled in the buildings, uh, uh, you know, charging a hundred dollars plus a ticket, 18,000, uh, you know, where's all the, how come the, there's not enough money for a world junior camp right now? I doesn't, I don't understand the, you know, I don't understand why they, th there seems to be some mismanagement there. From who? From Hockey Canada. What's who Hockey, who's Hockey Canada? There, there's well, more, that's it. There's I don't one, know. There's one more than one entity. There's the high performance program. They don't, right. they don't, they don't decide the budget. They get the budget. Right. So. No. I see, I don't know. And I mean, is there like how much accountability is there for, for all this? It seems like there's a, like a lot hazy. We don't have the answers to a lot of these things. Where does all this money go? The, I, I can, I cannot answer publicly. I know. Where right. Goes, well, I, I they just, go it, with, the, with the, when the people want the money go. Yeah. Well, I know it, it's, it's, it, it's a, it's not your position to uh no but grand that, that's the thing it's been made public when they ask the question what's the split hockey canada answer and everybody pushed that under the rug because that was not the answer they were expecting and they, they wanted to hear okay you know yeah. what i mean i i think hockey canada for my uh for my view they do a phenomenal job to uh provide the, the, the professional environment for the woman and for the men but i will be honest i'm not aware of what it's done for the woman i have to be honest i think uh, i trust the people in charge i think gina kingsbury and uh, scott salmon are phenomenal i had a chance to work with them they're phenomenal i think i'm not aware of what happened in the last um last year and a half or two whatever since the the crisis happened and all of it so i don't know about uh where's the money goes i i said said to you i said i don't know where the money goes i don't know where the people want i will be honest i was disappointed when i saw the summer program were cut for hockey canada because i'm a big fan i'm i'm a fan of the program having that said do i trust the leadership of the people in place no no doubt about it scott salmon is second to none and I know he cares really, really much about the player and the people in place. So I know it's, it's, I trust him, but why that decision has been made? I don't know. I never had that discussion yeah. with them. I, no, I, I don't know. And, and I hear your point when you say 
I would like to know. I, I I'm I'm with you. If you have that discussion with someone, call me because I yeah. want to know as well. I don't know, and I know how much they care, and how much they want that program to be successful, and how much they want the the woman to win world championship and gold medal and all of it as much as they want the U18 and the U17 and the U20 and the world the men's world to be successful. It, it makes no doubt. I think, do they make mistake? I assume they do because I, I make mistake every day. Oh, Everybody no. in the world make mistake. Are they perfect? No. Scott Simon used to say, we're uh, the program of excellence. We're not the program of perfection. <laughs> and, and no, and I'm not trying to, to uh, point fingers at any specific people or departments. It's like it's like I don't know how it's decided that yeah. like who decides that there's not going to be a, I, I don't um, know. Uh, you know, I, I, a camp what, in the summer. And what, like I met, just, what I met before, Grant, is I know there when you say, well, what happened? Well, my point was they were cut in the budget because of what happened in the last year too. So I don't know where, what's exactly the impact. What's if they had no camp during the summer, my point is it's because there were budget restriction. Why? I don't know I, that, that I don't know. Mm -hmm. I assume the best of the people who were there and I trust them. Like I said, yeah. why, why it happened, how it happened. I don't know, but I just know it's a matter of budget. So that's what I say. What that's what the people wanted in a sense of that's the budget cut happened because I, of the, all the crisis happened there. Right. So. Right. I just, you know, I, I mean, all these European teams uh, can afford to send it, you know, teams have their summer camps and send them, send them over to North America. We don't even have to, you know, we just have to go to a place in in North America for the summer showcase. Uh, yeah, but like this it the just, first it, time, it's right? very discouraging that they don't have the money in the budget. I just and I, and I don't and I haven't heard a reason why. You know. Yeah, but but uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's the first year this year did not happen, right? No, they didn't. They weren't at the summer yeah. showcase last year either. But they had a summer camp, did they? No. I don't know if they had a summer camp, but they didn't go in the summer showcase. And that, to me, that gives a step up to all these other teams. I mean, these guys have played together, you know. But the, the, I, I just want to say, if there's not only one way to do things, the summer showcase is not the only way. No. If, if they do something else in whatever, Calgary, Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, whatever, and they gather all those guys together and they do, they make, they do a camp, either they play against each other or against – uh, university or whatever, I don't know, but there's more than one way to do a camp. It's not just by going sure. to the summer show. No, no, it, it's more the, the the not getting together at all in the summer. You know, I agree with and, you. I agree with you. If I was the coach, Grant, I, I, I will have for sure say my yeah. say my my piece on that, and I will have vote for having a summer camp. It, it, it's a huge advantage. There's no doubt about it. It's like it's the U.S. team. The U.S. team has guys that have played together, like yeah. played together a hundred games together, fifteen of them. And yeah. Canada had one returning player who played two games in the World Junior. They had no cap together. It's just basically just an all-star team thrown together at the last minute and expect to win. I mean, it was a tall order. And you, you mentioned all about the how hard it is to win even with 
a team that's yeah. prepared and played together and you know have has some chemistry yeah. i mean that, no, that was you know there's no doubt i i always think we build our team in those tournaments to be good in the second half of the tournament because we need to build that chemistry and yes we have the summer camp and we have uh, before we had if you remember the subway series against the russian they were right. coming and that was giving us a little bit of a a little bit of a hedge and then we had our uh, our selection camp and the prep camp and then the competition and we felt we were arriving in the medal round ready and or as ready yeah. as we could be if you say we we cut a few steps along the way for sure it's probably not perfect i'm sure that i i know for a fact the people in there they surely work at solution and how they can make it happen yeah it, that's for sure now you've been assistant many times with Hockey Canada, and just you know, uh, just talk talk a little bit about the influences, the different coaches that you've worked with, and how it's maybe helped shape you uh, as a coach today. That uh, huge, Grant, huge. You know, I, I have uh, from Willie Desjardins, Dave Cameron, uh, Steve Spot, then uh, Gerard Gallant, and Julien, <laughs> and. Uh, uh as i had a uh, dale hunter, dale, dale hunter absolutely dale i learned a lot from from all of them i think that's and that is just naming the head coach because i had the, right the mitch love and the 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 michael dick and the plenty of other guys uh george burnett and other guys who are really really good coach who i learned from those guys so i think that was always people ask me a lot i what why you always go it's university on steroids for a coach. Mm. You go, you go there with the best coach in the, the best coach in the O, best coach in the Q, and you sit together for a month and you talk hockey. How can we solve that problem? What can we do here in that situation? How you talk about that situation? How you manage this guy? How you get this guy over the hump? This and that. You learn a million things. Plus, you look at other country how they do their things, and you learn from them. And you sit with guy like Al Millard or or. Um, Scott Salmon or all those guys, uh, all Murray when he was on a chief scout. And yeah. You talk hockey with those guys and you learn about player evaluation, about team chemistry, about plenty of Scott Salmon can write a book about team builder and how create a feeling of belonging and this and that. You, you learn so much from those guys. I think it's yeah. a privilege. Yeah. Now uh, the 21, 2021 uh, World Junior team. There's four ha uh, current Canadians on the that you had on that team. Just yeah. wanted to ask you about them a little bit here. Um, Caden Gooley. Now I know uh, I I talked to you uh, and I was trying, you know, thought he might be named the captain the next year. And you just mentioned at the time that he he was pretty quiet, you know, and yeah. that a quiet <laughs> leader, right? But yeah. And he ended up being named the the, the coach the next or the the captain the next year. Oh, yeah. And uh um I mean he's a quiet leader. I I, I described him a bit like Shea Weber, where he didn't you don't that's necessarily that's say a lot, but he's well respected. What what do you see his uh his ultimate upside here uh at the NHL level as? In term of uh like do you think he, he's a first he can be a first pairing guy? Yes, he is. Yes, he is for me. He, he's that kind. Of, he's a full package for me. He hit hard. He's mean. 
He skated really well. He has a good hockey sense. He has good first pass. He's not a quarterback like uh, Brian Leach, but he's a guy who moved the puck well. And he's if you look the game now in our day and age, there's there's a kind of a there's a 2023 version of a shutdown D because a shutdown D now needs to make pass and needs to make plays, and that's exactly what he is. I think he's a, he's a really good player. Hmm. And Justin, you just uh, well, like you were in Halifax, right? Yeah. And he was just coming up just as you were leaving, and then exactly. but then you ended up getting uh, getting to coach him a couple times. Yeah. Uh, just what what do you think he still needs to work on uh, in his game? But do you see him as a as a you know a top four defenseman if he reaches his full potential? If he reaches full potential, yeah. But he he needs to work on his. Uh, in my opinion, he's a really good skater. He has a really good skill. Move the puck well. Uh, that's he, he just the game has to slow down a little bit for him, which the experience will bring that. I think yeah. it's uh, the quickness of his decision offensively and defensively. But yeah, he's such a great guy. He's such a unbelievable person. I think uh, I wish him all just just good thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the newfie, uh, you know, we got to bring up uh, Alex Alex yeah. Newhook. I know he's quick. Yeah, he has good feet. He can jump yeah. into play. He's he has a quick hands as well. Uh, I think his experience in Colorado. He played with a lot of pace there. I think he had a good. I didn't follow this year the start of the season, but I think he had a good stretch before he got hurt. Too bad he yeah. got hurt. He's such a great guy as well. When in the room, he's he's, uh, he's, he's well liked by everybody. Yeah, and then Kirby Doc. Well, you had him. He had a bit of a reputation in his draft year as like you heard things about him being maybe a little immature and selfish and stuff. Uh, you had a different experience with him. That's exactly. Uh, I, I, I hear you when you say about his reputation because when I got the U18, he went as an underage with the U18 at the end of the season. And then we had at the Linka and I heard about his reputation and people warned me. And first meeting I had with Docker. I told him we did want player were flexible. We didn't want a player were going at the net. We did want uh, we, we may use him on the wing, which he see himself as a center because we had overflow of, yeah, no problem, coach. I was kind of okay. I was that's not what I heard. That's not what I was expecting. They never had one time with Docker where he was kind of a. I won't say not respectful, but even not even discussion or whatever I ask him. He was the guy who was finishing his hit. He was going in the net. He was not playing a half wall on the power play. He was playing net front. No problem, coach. Whatever. Whatever I wanted, he, he did it. He was really important for us. He played a big role. He was playing with Cousin and Laugh. Uh, no, he was playing with – who was in the middle? Was it Cousy? Yeah, it was Cousy. It was Cousin and, La- and uh, Alexi Lafreniere. And wow. at the at the, the linker, and uh, they were not a boo about that guy. And then the following time I had him at the at the the World Junior, he was my captain until he, get, yep. he got hurt again. You know, people will remember we had a camp and we said to the guys, "Hey, practice at nine. We'll start before nine. Just make sure you're not late because we're starting." And he arrived at nine on the nose, and I didn't. I, I, I told him to wait on the bench, and I went to see him. And I told him it was him and cousin. And I told them at, at that point, I said, hey, as a leader, 
right. what, what you want me to do. We want me to let you go on the ice. You join the practice. All your teammates will see that. And that will set the standard for the rest of the tournament. Or you're taking the bullet. You're not coming on the ice. And that set the message for everybody what's, how, how we will run our thing here. I barely had time to finish my sentence because uh, Docker answered right away. The right thing to do for the team is to not go on the ice. I was, and the TSN was there. So I, I tell them, I said, hey, if you do that, those guys will go at you. They did not wave both of them. And they were not happy. They were hmm. not happy. But at the same time, I said, listen, you have the choice. I will respect your decision. I will they didn't go on the ice. Is that character then? Who will have taken the bullet like that? Those two guys take the bullet. And that's why at the end of practice, I brought them back. And I explained to the group. I said, those guys choose to take the bullet because they want that team to, to, to do the right thing. So I said, that's leadership, gentlemen. And next, the next practice, they were, they were on the ice for something like 20 minutes before. <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was pretty funny. But long story short, that's character. When yeah. you hear all the rumor you, you, you and I heard, Grant, that's the, for me, it's almost impossible because yeah. everything I live with, 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 uh, with Docker is the reverse. Oh, okay. This guy's tuned in. This guy wants to be a hockey player. There's, yeah. I, I, I see it in his defensive play. He, he's, uh, he's, he gets back, uh, deep and yeah. He's a really good defensive centerman. He, he's going to be. If he can improve his faceoff, if he can find a way to win a faceoff once in a yeah. while, that will help. I, you know, he's he's. I like I like Docker a lot, and he he's big. He's, he has good stick. He's he can move the puck. He can go with the net. He, I like him a lot. He just mm. needs to stay uh, healthy and improve his faceoff. Yeah. Dropped his gloves a couple times and he can handle himself as well. Which, oh, yeah. yeah, he has character. He's yeah, a... yeah. No, I hopefully he uh, rebounds okay from that that injury. Um, just uh, you know, th there's a five year rule of thumb for for prospects that I you know that scouts say that you can't like Barrett Hayton. It's a good example where you know you you have to be patient with not everybody um develops at the same time blossoms at the same time and i mean the scouts knew that at the time with hate they said it's going to take him some time you know he's going to have to improve his skating uh learn you know uh some things i mean playing playing a top two center role at the nhl level you you know darn well andre that before the age of 22 there aren't too many guys that that can do it right and so do you agree with the, you know, that you don't, I mean, we're seeing it with Cooley and Slavkowski, right? Hmm. Um, people already, already saying this or that, or, you know, what came up, uh, what the Arizona, the social media, the Twitter uh, account uh, put up that, that, uh, you know, you must have, you must have seen that where they're saying, you know. That, no, I didn't. Oh, okay. Well, it was, you know, about, oh, uh, Canadians picked Slavkowski, you know, and, and where it's apparently it, like just because Cooley outplayed him in one game in their first year in the NHL, you know, darn well, right. That you don't judge, you don't judge a prospect two years after he was drafted. That's why 
That's why I'm not on social media, Grand Rex. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. Whatever. They, there's not only one way to get to destination. There's not. There's some people get their roadblock early. Some get it a little bit later in their career. You know, Galchenyuk scored 30 goals. I think it's third or fourth year in the league. And now he's not in the league anymore. So mm -hmm. there's just stay cool, stay with it, stay patient, and keep keep moving forward no matter what. And that yeah. will, you will become the player you have to become. I think that's that's just wow. the way it is. I think you don't draft you don't draft for next year. No. You don't lost and Kraus. Like how long did you know? Lost and Kraus took long. Barrett Eaton took long. I, I yeah. That if they take the phone and they call us about it, I hope Billy will not even talk to me about it. It's <laughs> not happening in my in my book. So yeah, chill out, chill out. Let the time. At some point, you can make an assessment on the player when the players stop progressing, and that <laughs> happened. That has to happen. I won't say Sidney Crosby still progressing. Come on, at some point it stopped. Progression <laughs> stopped. You know? So then right. you can make an assessment. Okay, that's what he is. And even then, it's not. Let's say I hit my full potential and I score forty goals. Well, I won't score forty every year from now on. I will have a year forty. Next year I will score twenty-four. Next year will thirty-two, and then I might score forty again. That's just the right. way it is. It, there's a few bounce. Three empty net one year, none on the following year, and this and that, and that make a difference. Our power play was top five in the league last year. This year, it's bottom five. Well, that, that 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 that's not the same same cookie on the side of the net. That's not the same. So so it it's not a straight line. But at some point, you can see a player. Okay, now it's two years or three years of about the same. So that's what he is. Now we can make an assessment of what's what he is. Some guys yeah. will take. Three, four, five years. Some some guys will take longer. I think Crosser took longer, but he's a hell of a player. Now it's the third year in a row. He's, 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 mm -hmm. he's a really good player. So we can say, okay, that's what he is. That's that's yeah. what he is. So now I'm not thinking next year. I don't know what Crosser will bring. I I pretty good idea that that's what he <laughs> is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which which not cools Kool Aid. I don't know exactly what was the ceiling. I, mm -hmm. I know he has a higher ceiling. I know he's keep getting better it's same thing for Michelli. Michelli is a better player this year than last year and he keep getting better etc but keller okay now it's the third year now that's that's what he is you know that's i'm not right. at all yeah at some point you you arrive at an assessment of saying hey okay i know what i know what we got but yeah. other guys they keep progressing i know um you saw slavkowski at the world championships that yeah. Yep. That year as a 17 year old, he just turned 18, whatever. You uh you were quite impressed by him. Oh yeah, he's, a, he's strong, he's big. And you, you see him play lately. I, I did not watch full game of Montreal, but I I watch a few oh. periods here and there, and he, he's taking off now. He, he's a big man who can make play. He will be a good player. I think mm -hmm. I like what Martin said. We said one day he said he's he's going in a really nice destination. He's not there yet, but his <laughs> destination is really nice place and mm -hmm. it's just take need time to get there so hey i like that yeah well i mean as uh, you know people with scouting background that both of us like it, it's not a us against them you you want them all to you want them all to prosper right i mean i i hope cooley becomes a great nhler and i'm sure he will and and uh 
you know, have fans have a tendency the they'll look at the other guys that they didn't pick and oh well he's doing better, you know. Well, it's their first year in the league and they're ninth they're teenagers and you just <laughs> yeah, you know and it's just something bad. that Okay, McDavid is McDavid is really, really good, best player in the world. Okay, giddy, you know, perfect. Jack Eichel won the Stanley Cup last year. Yeah, <laughs> there's That's nothing right. wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. One, you, you know what I mean, no. in the sense of there, there's not, there, there's not, there's more than for just one player. If if Lafoski is the best player in the draft, perfect. As long as Kulik win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, that's yeah. We you cannot have them all, and as long as if as long as you do your thing the right way and you're happy about what you have, that's what should be important. There's hmm. usually more than one good player in a draft class, right? Oh yeah, they do. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Yeah, for sure. Well, Andre, it's been a, it's been great, and uh, why don't you see us off there, uh, Shane? Yeah, again, thank you. Thank you for taking the time. It means a lot. And, you know, from, from the both of us, we wish you guys the best of luck this season. We we hope, you know, it's it's an exciting team, so we hope that you make a push and, and hopefully squeak into the playoffs. That'd be great. Um, but, uh, yeah, all, all the best. And we know you're going to be in Arizona for a while. That's if they're smart, that is. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> all the best, Coach, and, and thank you again for taking the time. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Grant. Thanks a lot for having me. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Right Thanks. on. Andre Tungi, head coach of the Arizona Coyotes. Guys, what a show that was. Such great insight. Uh, fantastic hockey mind. Uh, oh. We hope you enjoyed it. There's going to be more of this to come, right? Hopefully, you know, who knows? Maybe he'll come back. I know there's still lots to talk about. That That, that, that is a a high pedigree uh that man i only got <laughs> about half i only got to about half my questions so could have exactly you know, could have exactly. kept them two hours so no it's 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 very fun uh love these types of things but uh grant thank you um you know i, I was so for anybody wondering why i wasn't talking much i was also doing the production um running Amazing solo today job. uh but uh yeah, no, I think I think that rolled pretty well. Uh, and and again, thank you to Andre Tourigny. Uh, he's he's a very busy man, obviously trying to get his team to to win a cup. So uh, we wish him the best and and the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for liking and subscribing. And don't forget to go check out recruits.ca. Do yourself a favor in doing that. Grant, any final words? Oh, just that was that was fantastic. I uh, yeah. I you know Andre's just. Uh, He's been there, done that, right? So mm. I could uh, I could talk to him for hours, and I I mean I have in the past, like, like I say, I used to call him when he was a GM coach at Ruan Aranda, and I mean he, he talked for hours, and uh, he always knew the path. I always knew he was gonna he was gonna make it, oh, yeah. and uh, I pushed for him to be the you know when uh, the due date was up on Tarion, I I said you know. The Canadians should should hire this guy when the due date was up on Claude. I said they should hire this guy, and you know Arizona beat you. Too. I mean Arizona did it, and uh, I think it it's showing that he deserved that NHL shot, and he's making the most of it because that team. I mean, you know, he was explaining, but geez, there he's got them overachieving. Like they're, you mm -hmm. know, they. It, 
yeah, they've done a quick rebuild or whatever, but uh, he's just, he's a fantastic coach and a great guy. So it was yeah. honored to have him on. Likewise. Yeah, no, this, that was, that was fantastic. So uh, again, uh, thank you all for tuning in and we will see you very soon. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast Recruits Draftcast on YouTube, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.